Hey everyone, this is Arlen Schweiger, Executive Editor of CE Pro, and welcome to the second episode of the CE Pro podcast. What's the CDS Strong initiative all about? You've probably heard about that. We had Tabitha O'Connor of CD on and asked her some tough questions about that. Check out the exclusive interview. Also, outdoor technology, that's a huge opportunity for integrators. We go over the fourth annual outdoor survey results from CE Pro that we posted. Lastly, we're gonna end up talking a little bit about some of our favorite concert DVDs that you and your customers can, can enjoy. So sit back and listen to the CE Pro podcast. Tabitha O'Connor, President and CEO of Cedia. Thanks very much for joining us this week. Hi, Erlen. Thank you so much for, for having me here. I appreciate it. Great. Well, before we get into the Cedia Strong initiative, uh, let's just start off with the association's members. Uh, what are you hearing from them currently about how as essential workers, they're you know, still able to sustain themselves during this coronavirus lockdown? Yeah, they are. Um, you know, we, we, we worked quite a bit in the very beginning of, of the virus and, and everyone starting to see the lockdown occur to work with the government agencies, not just here in the United States, but also for, for a great deal of our members in, in the UK to make sure that, that that essential member classification was available to them, the information around what they needed to do was available. So a lot of them in the very beginning were able to continue, continue their work, um, but they're also finding unique ways to continue some of their work as well. Um, you know, no touch delivery installation, they're, they're doing as most of us are with Zoom and different um, platforms engaging with some of their clients and some of their distributors. So they are still finding opportunities to work, but when they're not able to do that, we are finding a great deal of them are looking to continue to, to hone in on their skills, to skill up, to recur education. Um, but they're also just finding ways to stay engaged. They're seeing a lot of different platforms that are offering networking and we're just seeing them all still continue to connect. What I'm noticing is they're connecting more than they were before, which is great. So naturally, they're all looking to Cedia as a, a leader in the industry for guidance. Uh, let's get into a little bit about uh, the Cedia Strong. And you know, can you just give us a brief overview of some of these various elements? There seems to be a lot involved uh, with this initiative. Yeah, and so um, I'll just kind of start from the beginning. Um, you know, we were in the very beginning, we immediately got out there and was, we were providing our education for free. We were always trying to find ways to, to continue to help with our members. Um, and, you know, it, it, was a, it was a team effort. Um, since the, the pandemic hit, we as the leadership team had been brainstorming the programs that would best support our, our members, you know, during this difficult time. Um, and we, we were able to get some great feedback and some support from some key volunteers, including our board members. And then, you know, we have some volunteers that we've worked with over the years, Susan Cashin being one of those. And so she, she stepped right in. She said, you know, I've got some ideas. I'm, I'm working with manufacturers and dealers and I'm hearing some great feedback as well. Can I share that with you? And so we're just incredibly proud of the CDS staff and, and all the countless hours that they, they put into this initiative but what's so great about the initiative is it's a starting point. It's an opportunity to continue to, to build on the CDS Strong program and find new things that we can continue to put in there. And I see this program being long-lived. It's not a short-term program. So uh, Tabitha, one of the things, elements of the program is the remote education, the remote learning. 
I know we've seen uh, quite a jump in our website traffic at CE Pro. Um, and I understand you guys are getting a tremendous jump in terms of the number of, of people who are taking these distance learning applications. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the response has been overwhelming. Um, our members have been thrilled about what we've been able to offer to them up, up to this point. They're excited about the new ways that CDA will help them solve some of their business challenges um, and continue to, you know, we're going to come out of this. So what does some of the, even our new environment start to look like? Um, we've had over 1,300 people attend webinars over the last three weeks. Yesterday's webinar had over 500 attendees. And as of this morning, we've hit over 6,000 registrations for our online learning to date. Just wow. can in you, the last three weeks. Can you tell us about how those numbers compare to uh, <clears throat> pre-initiative when, you know, before people were just automatically turning to the online to find all this stuff? Yeah, and so we would have webinars and our attendance were, you know, it was always pretty healthy, but it would be more around the 115 range. Um, and when we would, you know, our podcasts have always been great, but they're downloadable. This is a way for us to see that instant right away engagement. And, you know, with, when people are home, obviously, you know, education and podcasts have been kind of our go-to. But what we're seeing is it's not just, you know, being on the webinar and learning, they're, they're finding ways to continue to talk, as I said, and engage with each other. And from the roundtables that we're going to be introducing, that will be a, a chance for them to come together and say, okay, what are you doing in, in your area? Here's what I'm doing. It's not the time to stop marketing. It's the time to start marketing um, or continue to market more than when you, we were before, um, you know, don't stop engaging with your clients. Here's how I'm engaging with them. So we want those to also for them to learn from each other. That's been one of the, you know, the best things about CD as an organization and as an industry, they learn a lot from each other and they're, they're always so willing to share. Here's what's working for me. I know it will work for you. You know, what could be a great silver lining out of this is for all these years, they should have been working, you know, on their businesses to be a much more healthy business. And now because of this, they're able to think about their website and think about their customer service and think about their training of their technicians. And ultimately it sounds odd to say when they're in the middle of this, that the silver lining is that all the integrator integration companies could become stronger companies out of this. And you're absolutely right. I mean, every downturn poses opportunities to grow and as you are taking a pause, if you will, from, from being able to, to be out there in, in the homes with your clients or, or at your manufacturing plant, you're, you can. You can look at how can I update my website? How can I you know, have my staff be more trained? How can I review my business plan? Um, what kind of things can I put in place into my business plan that if something were to happen again, I've got more of a longer runway? There's, there's a lot that people can do during this time. And our members are not the only ones doing it. CD is looking internally at what we can do different as well. Anecdotally, do you have an idea? Uh, you know, obviously, you have membership that's spread across, uh, across the U.S. and across the world. But in terms of the U.S. market, are you able to get any kind of sense uh, at the, you know, just from a geographic standpoint, where guys are still doing a lot of business and, and where they're turning for you for more guidance, depending on where they do that business? You know, I've got to tell you, it is, it's different all over. Um, the conversations that we're having and the outreach and in, in the conversations that we're, we're hearing about, members 
are, are all unique. They're all unique in their own businesses and how they do business, but they're all staying busy in some way or fashion. Um, if they're, we, we have, you know, some who are even jumping in right away with Cedia to, to help deliver some of the plans and, and, and what they're doing differently. So, you know, I, I mean, I even talked to somebody last week who they're growing in, in their client base. And, you know, they just, they were just awarded um, a large project in the midst of this. And as we see our, you know, what would be our traditional client, they're in the home every day more now than they've ever been before. And they're looking around and they want to, after they've realized what it looks like to be quarantined, um, what is available in my home? What does my, my technology and my opportunities look like? And it's not just with, the, you know, our traditional technologies. Jason, I think you, you're, you know, see pros even touched on this, um, you know, the biophilia, what does that piece look like? And, you know, looking at my, my HVAC. And so they're finding that their clients are reaching out and asking them to, to talk about projects with them. I think this is going to pose an opportunity from a client perspective on what you were going to see more people wanted to do, do in their home as soon as they're able to get people in there. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. It's interesting to even speculate once this does all kind of uh, work its way out, the demand yes. that is going to come from customers who have been in their homes and realized that they didn't have the entertainment options that they wanted. They didn't have the indoor air quality and wellness elements that they wanted. They didn't have the entertainment elements they wanted. It could be uh, quite tremendous. I think this is going to only pose opportunities for our industry. I was going to say we've written uh, a bunch of items on CE Pro already about you know some emerging opportunities whether it's you know uh, human-centric lighting as you mentioned for just for people working at home obviously the home network opportunity uh, for upgrades there is huge the entertainment uh, are, are you hearing some of that validation from your members as they go through this and then would you expect that just to keep on going and kind of underscore all this, as Jason was saying, kind of once it's all over. So we are hearing that. And um, I mean, I think one of the obvious pieces is a network. You know, our, our, our members there, as they're talking with their clients, they are always pushing, you know, the value of the network. It is clear now that that's where you need to start. And then looking at the utility companies, as we talk about the, who, who's delivering the internet to our homes, having a better um, relationship with those utility companies and so CDS sees that as an opportunity as well. How can we continue to, to bring utility companies into this conversation? Bandwidth, as we're all on Zoom and different platforms, we're pulling. Um, you know, even for you know today, for example, my husband and I are both working from home. I'm pulling down on the bandwidth. He's pulling on the bandwidth. And so, how can we improve that? And you know, starting with the network. Now, obviously, CD is going to have a very ambitious schedule with all the the various webinars and trainings and everything that's going on with the CDA Strong Initiative. Uh, how exactly are you guys gonna come up with, uh, you know, ideas for filling all that content? Is that going all through the membership, uh, the education committees, things like that? So CDA has always been very blessed with having, you know, access for, you know, to some of the great, you know, subject matter experts, our volunteers, our board, and some really talented staff. Um, I don't think it's, it's known quite widely, but at any given time, CD is working with, you know, 150 to 200 volunteers on a daily basis. That's in our, our professional development committees. That's in our technology committees. 
And so we continue to have those conversations with all our volunteers and build on the education, what we're currently offering, what we need to be offering, um, you know, developing all that content. And so we'll find ways to continue to build on this, um, not just with the CDS Strong campaign, but also working closely with our members. We need to understand what are their needs. We stay in constant contact. How can we continue to educate, provide the education, not just from a technical standpoint, but right now what we're, we're finding is most important is the business education. It might be a little bit uh, too soon to talk about this aspect of CDS Strong, but you know there is that uh, the funding, the fund portion of the initiative. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how you see that playing out in 2021 in terms of you know what, how can inter integrators qualify, uh, how will the funds be administered, uh, things uh, like that, and going into 2020, excuse me, 2021 and beyond. Yeah, of course. You know, um, we're still working through the details of, of setting up the system and accepting donations. Once we have that finalized, we'll work through what that process looks like for distributing the funds. What are the, what's the criteria? Um, and we're still in the early days of the part of the CDS Strong Initiative. Um, we're fortunate to have received amazing responses, you know, from several of our partners, including um, you know, Emerald Exposition, Jason, your employer. And uh, to be able to offer to set up some, you know, donation mechanisms through the CD Expo registration process, um, to have energy behind the CDS Strong Fund campaign as we're leading up to this road to Expo as well. And then once we're on site, there are some great things that we're having conversations back and forth between the CDA team and the Emerald team. Um, you know, there's some fun things that we can do with it as well. Speaking of finances, do you have any sort of anecdotal evidence or, uh, you know, just talking with your members in terms of um, how they're using the federal uh, Small Business Administration uh, eligibility yet? Are, are guys looking into that? So they are looking into that and, and we've had conversations um, and that's one of the reasons behind the CDS Strong campaign that we're gonna be providing some of the financial guidance and giving them the chance to talk with some of those, you know, those professionals in that industry um, it has been a struggle for some. The whole CARES Act, um, I think as we first started talking about it, I think it came out in 881 pages, something like that. And so to be able to even decipher through that, what that means for a small business um, was challenging. And so some of them have had success around it um, and they do share that with us. But um, I, 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 even, I saw an article yesterday and I can't remember exactly where I was seeing it. One member walked through what his process was like over almost a two week period. You know, each call he had to make, each step he had to go through, every time he was redirected. So there were definitely challenges. Now, some of them um, were able to get through, you know, with less challenge, and some of them haven't, you know, been able to get through at all. And so those are the conversations that we continue to have with our members. How can we continue to help with that process? And so what we hope to, to be able to provide them is some of the financial guidance from some of the, those professionals. Um, I think everybody assumed the SBA was going to be the one, you know, leading the charge. And we kept getting out to our members, letting them know it's going to be with your local lender. Your local lender has to be the one who's, who's going to be your partner in this. And then we were hearing, you know, challenges with banks who were just shutting, shutting that process down. They stopped taking applications and, you know, it was fast moving. It was something that the, you know, our government was, was trying to definitely get out there to support everyone in a, in a pretty fast manner. But it, we found also that it left the banks 
not even having applications. There were you know, banks who didn't have all the names to, all the information to even make the processes work. So those are the things that we'll continue to work with our members on. And as we you know, provide through the CDS Strong, the financial guidance, we wanna talk about other opportunities outside of the CARES Act and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, SBA. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You know, other things outside of SBA. What else can you be looking at? Are there other loans or other financial tools out there um, or, or places that you can go? Um, are, are there low interest places, um, lines of credit? How else can we help you if you did not qualify for the, the CARES Act programs? And so is that something that's gonna be done uh, <clears throat> largely via online courses or are you actually gonna be going and taking those financial advisors and and people who are leading the guidance and connecting them like one-on-one -on -one through, you know, the individual businesses. So with the financial guidance piece, we have great partners to work with and we're going to be doing live webinars and through those live webinars, what we want to do before we even launch a webinar is reach out to potential registrants, get some of their questions so that when we have the financial advisor there, they can address those, those questions right away, but then they'll take them live as well. And if somebody needs some additional support or assistance after, after that, we want to make sure we're connecting them. Great. And, you know, I know I think Jason hit on it a little bit earlier and you hit it on a little bit earlier, but in terms of uh, this bold initiative for CDS Strong, in, in some form or another, uh, how do you see it playing out or do you, how do you hope to have it in terms of lasting impact beyond the coronavirus epidemic? You know, I, I just think it's only natural that the, that the initiative will, will live beyond the COVID crisis. Um, CD is an industry association. We're always looking for ways to, to best support our members. And CD is Strong is just one of those many ways that, that will work to help with those goals every single day. Um, you know, we're just so proud of, of, of being part of CEDIA and, you know, that deep sense of community that we all talk about. It's true. Um, and I don't see that changing and having this campaign and being able to add to it and continue to, to encourage that engagement and that community with our members. It, it, it's just, a, a you know, it supports the goals that we have as an organization overall. So I do see it long lived. Great, well, Tabitha, thanks again for joining us. We know you obviously are a, a very busy person and this is certainly a very busy time for you. So we really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to CE Pro for our podcast. Well, thank you, Arlen. And, you know, anytime that we can help, we're here for our members. This is what, why we do what we do. We want to make sure we're getting as much information out as possible so that we can continue to serve, serve our community. So the next category that we want to talk about in this week's edition of the CE Pro podcast is the latest outdoor technology deep dive that we've done on CE Pro. This is the fourth year that we've put together the analysis of outdoor technology and trends. And we got survey results from almost 200 integrators this year. Uh, we have Jason Knott, CE Pro Editor, Bob Archer, CE Pro Senior Technology Editor, and Andrew Nichols, CE Pro Web Editor, to talk with us about this topic. And Jason, you've done the article that corresponds with the outdoor survey for, for four years now. What were some of the big takeaways that you got from this year's results? Yeah, there were two significant takeaways that I saw in the results this year. One was that the median number of projects being done by integrators actually went down 
from 12 in 2018 to 10 in 2019. These are 2019 data points we're talking about. And then the other uh, hand in hand with that data point is the average price point went up by 21% actually to $6,734. So it really seemed to mirror the trend that we'd seen in this in, in the industry and in the indoor market for a long time, which is integrators on the outdoor market are now being more selective. They are picking fewer jobs, but doing bigger jobs. Yeah, we've definitely heard that in terms of uh, the CE Pro readership study every year, it seems to, to speak to that same thing. In terms of some of the, the trends that you saw with this year's results, were there, what surprised you the most reading through the responses? The one thing that surprised me the most was the significant number of guys who reported that they're successfully selling service agreements for their outdoor installations. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. They're talking about one, the damage that occurs to the equipment routinely by landscapers, obviously the weathering and the elements that are attacking the equipment on a consistent basis, but then just getting into like the, the landscape lighting and landscape audio categories, a little thing like plants and trees grow. So you have to significantly sometimes move audio uh, speakers or landscape accent lighting because that plant that you originally positioned there is now a completely different size. So I thought that was interesting and, and they're doing really well selling those service agreements for these outdoor audio systems, outdoor AV systems. Yeah, the outdoor uh, installations these days, it's uh, certainly a hot market. We've written a lot about uh, working with landscape designers uh, the lighting designers who also work, uh, you know, designing outdoor systems and all that. It's definitely a, a ripe market. Uh, Andrew, you've done a lot of the input in terms of getting all the, the data into CEPro.com for people to read. Uh, and you've, you've read and posted a lot of case studies dealing with outdoor te technologies. Um, from doing all that in terms of the deep dive and case studies, what are some of the technology categories that seem to be, uh, you know, really resonating with customers right now? Yeah, so uh, jumping off from right where Jason was talking about, really landscape lighting is the huge one right now. We're seeing that, you know, while a lot of integrators are familiar with interior lighting projects and the value that they provide their businesses, not nearly as many are well versed in landscape lighting which has really become a huge category within the last three years. We've seen that roughly one in four integrators are now installing some kind of landscape lighting in a project. That's quite a lot. And we're, we're seeing that go up from year over year. It was a little less in the 2018, 2019, and it's a little more now this year. Uh, security lighting is still the number one overall, but pathway lighting is like neck and neck. It's like a 1% difference. So, I mean, I think integrators have a little bit more space for decorative lighting to be on the rise, especially as they're starting to work alongside designers and architects more. So I think that'll be an area to watch. Certainly, I know that that was well represented at the uh, the, the CEDIA Expo last year uh, as well. And, you know, speaking of some of the landscape lighting, uh, and I want to tie this in with audio as well. Uh, Bob, you've covered audio for CE Pro for years. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of how CE Pros are bringing audio into the outdoors, whether it's products that 
you know, I know uh, some companies have combined lighting and audio with those bollard speakers, and then a lot of them are using um, commercial audio components as well outdoors. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see how sophisticated these systems are. The uh, integrators are taking outdoor, uh, I should say, amplifiers from the commercial industry, uh, from companies like Crown and QSC and Lap Group, and and they're utilizing them to power these outdoor speaker systems. And uh, within what what makes these amps unique versus what we've used traditionally in the uh, residential audio market is the fact that they have these powerful DSP engines and uh, parametric EQs built in that they can tailor the sound uh, of these systems to the particular environment to get a really high, high end, high performance sound for that particular space. It's, uh, it's um, in some respects, it's far superior to what we're doing in the home inside, you know, the four walls. Right, and I, and I know from talking to a lot of these companies as well, it also makes systems, uh, I believe, much more scalable, and so that way they can kind of cover the the grounds a bit more accurately than if they just put in, you know, a couple speakers here and there, right? Yeah, uh, through these DSP engines, they can set dispersion patterns. Um, they can use the EQ to tailor the EQ to uh, the tie-in in-ground uh, subwoofers. Um, um, they can do so many things. They can set um, high pass, low pass, different parameters within the system to make sure it's really running optimally for that particular space. Uh, because ultimately in, in these environments, uh, you don't want to be blasting your neighbors out. You know, um, you're going to get complaints. So the, these are really sophisticated systems. They're smart systems like the, the rest of the house now. Great. Well, CE Pros uh, can find the results of that study in the latest issue of our magazine, the April edition. And they can also go online to CEPro.com and look for the outdoors category for that. So another topic that we wanted to cover on the CE Pro podcast was more about the entertainment that's available for people to, you know, watch and spend their work from home. Well, not during the work hours, of course, but they're more time at home these days, more time with their families. And uh, Bob Archer, senior editor for CE Pro, has been doing a lot of, uh, a series of articles of slideshows that go over some different entertainment topics. And we have Bob and CE Pro editor Jason Knott and web editor Andrew Nichols joining me, Arlen Schweiger, executive editor to basically talk about some of our favorite concert DVD picks. And, you know, we want to talk with Bob about this because one of your recent slideshows was kind of interesting. We were talking about how really uh, I had done a, a slideshow about live streams, that a big thing during the quarantine these days is that bands are getting together and they're re-airing some live streams that have been recorded a lot of times within the past decade. But we kind of noticed a shift, or you noticed a shift, Bob, as well, that we used to stock up on DVDs and Blu-rays and things like that for concerts. Uh, but what's going on with those these days? I know there was a bit of nostalgia there, too, with your article. Yeah, it, it seems, and I think we anybody that subscribes to a music service um, has probably seen um, that there's more live music available. I think particularly... Um, Title offers quite a bit of live, live music. I, I, I don't know about Spotify. I believe they do. Apple offers some too with Apple Music. But it seems all the streaming services, uh, Nugs being a big one, 
uh, off, uh, is offering live concerts now, and it seems to have replaced the concert DVDs that we probably bought from the mid '90s up until the early 2010s. And it, I, I, you know, uh, started to think about it, and I can't say why. It's obviously going to be for money that bands aren't making money selling physical media anymore, but. Um, I thought it would be fun since we all love, I don't know anybody that doesn't like going to see live music, uh, maybe start looking at some of our favorite live concerts. Sure. I know we had talked about uh, how we used to go to at the, the CD expos and, you know, we might recognize a lot of the DVDs and Blu-rays that were used for demo material. And these days, you know, at the trade shows, it seems like it's all coming from the DTS or Dolby Atmos disc or something like that. And it's, I, I've found it at least to really pare down the, uh, the variation on demo material that we've seen. And, and that's just one of the things that I think has happened with going to this uh, more of the online platform. And, you know, I could certainly say it's been, it's, it's fun for everyone uh, like us who, you know, is really into watching live music, but it's definitely changed a little bit. You know, I certainly have my favorite DVDs and it sounds like you do as well. Why don't we start with you? We wanted to do a, just a quick little round table of some of our favorite concert DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, Bob, why don't you start with, you know, maybe a, a couple of the picks from your article and then any others that you wanted to add there that people can, you know, check, look out. I know some of these have already even been transferred to YouTube and you might even be able to find them there. Yeah, yeah, one of them, um, because I, I pulled it as like the big graphic, um, was the Van Halen 5150 Live Without a Net. I saw Van Halen on that tour. I was a, I was a senior in high school, not to date myself or anything, but 10th uh, uh, row on the floor, so I have a good memory of it. I won't go into the other stuff but that I remember from that concert. But um, yeah, seeing Eddie Van Halen and that band live, um, you know, I'm a big Eddie Van Halen fan and uh, he puts on, you know, an unbelievable show and uh, there's no question why he's a great guitar player and regarded as such. So that had to be on my list along, you know, with other of my favorite bands too, but uh, Rush and Ozzy, you know, um, but yeah, I had to throw Van Halen in there. They, they were a great live band. Andrew, how about you? I know you've been uh, with us uh, not quite, you know, obviously not quite as long as uh, Jason, Bob, and I have been with the company, so you haven't really gone to the CDA Expos, but, you know, I'm guessing that you've had uh, plenty of experience with collecting DVDs over the years. Is there any that stand out to you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm a huge merch collector, so anytime I have a band that I love, I'll buy their merch the day it comes out. And, it, you know, DVDs is no different. I actually thought I'd pick one a little bit closer to uh, contemporary. So this actually came out in 2014, uh, one of my favorite bands, Dream Theater. They came to Boston as like a one-of show because a bunch of them went to Berkeley. And they decided it'd be fun if they invited the Berkeley Orchestra, in-house orchestra, to come and do a show with them. And they said yes, and even though they didn't think that it was going to actually happen. And they created this one show, and I was able to actually go and be in the audience for it. And so I love this DVD because it really captures what it was like to see them live in such a like huge orchestral space that's like perfectly designed for that kind of music. And the band itself is more like uh, progressive metal kind of an edge, more rock kind of a thing. 
but it really blends it perfectly and it's super well produced. So if you're looking for something that covers both like rock and metal, but then also has like the classical orchestra kind of stylings, it'd be great for any sort of demo. Sounds like definitely one to check out. Uh, Jason, how about you? I Obviously you've been to more CD expos, I think, than probably uh, anyone here. So you've certainly seen your share of demo material and also, I know obviously you're a huge, a huge music buff. Uh, anything stick out in your mind? Yeah, so a couple of things. One thing I'd like to point out is not only are these, uh, these DVD recommendations things that integrators can share with their families, but now is a great time for integrators to be staying in touch with their customer base in some way. Uh, they can't physically be there necessarily, but if you're doing a newsletter or if you're doing something to, to stay in touch with their customers, these are great recommendations to send out to your client base right now for them because they're stuck at home just like you're stuck at home. So use these not only to, for your own enjoyment, but send these out to your customers in your newsletters. So from my standpoint, it's similar to what you and Bob were talking about is you, you don't see the concert DVDs out uh, anymore. And I can remember years ago, there was an Elton John one that was making the rounds at CDA Expo that was just phenomenal. But I want to um, uh, fool it a little bit and just show you how old I am. I'm going to say the 1964 movie Hard Day's Night with the Beatles because they actually have at the end of that movie, if everybody recalls, they're on a TV show emulating like the Ed Sullivan situation. And there is a surround sound kind of feel to that with all the girls screaming and everything like that that gives you just the sense as if in that last 15 minutes of the movie, you actually are at a concert DVD. So that's my, my tip. That's great. And that's a, certainly a great point about integrators. You know, not only can they communicate uh, these kind of things, but, you know, they can definitely bone up on their own demo material because a lot of these, especially the Blu-rays, you know, you're still talking about some great audio quality that you can use in a demo. And just from that, I'll, you know, I'll throw in a, a couple that I can remember from, you know, going to CD Expo is that uh, the Chris Body in Boston, Blu-ray uh, has been around for a while where he brings in a bunch of special guests and it's a lot of it is very orchestral. So you're getting all these sounds that made it really great for surround sound. Uh, Bob, you mentioned Rush. I, I know, I, I, I think I attended a, I want to say it was a PMC demo with you at one point, uh, for, and I think they used the Snakes and Arrows Blu-ray, and they were giving us one of uh, Neil's drum solos, and I literally just felt it pounding in my chest. It was amazing. Um, so I'll throw I'll throw those out as a couple for people people to uh, to check into as well. But uh, yeah, I think uh, for everyone who's who's either at home looking for some entertainment or for integrators who are looking to you know, reconsider some demo material or even material to use when they're calibrating a system. Uh, I think those are some, some great picks that everyone threw out. So thanks, thanks for that. And for viewers, go ahead and check on cepro.com for all the latest slideshows where we're giving a lot of these types of picks.